We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, And then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful but uh, wintry afternoon. Welcome to the second shortest day of the year. Uh, Tomorrow is the shortest day of the year, December 21st, the winter solstice. And uh, also my wedding anniversary. Yeah, got married on the shortest day of the year. Uh, So after tomorrow, days begin to get longer again. Anyway, uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the program. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Lots of updates today to begin. Uh, And and by the way, are we going to talk about the uh, Colorado Supreme Court decision to remove Donald Trump from the uh, ballot in Colorado? Oh, yes, we will. Uh, I think we'll do that at the the top of the hour. But yes, we, uh, we will talk about that. This story is fascinating. It's a story out of France. Usually we don't talk about stories in France, but this is, well, this is just fascinating. An elderly couple in France received a a mask, and it's, I'm looking at a picture of it, it's a, a grotesque-looking mask, and it was from Africa. They inherited it from a family member that had all kinds of African artifacts. I have I have all kinds of 
African artifacts at my house. I don't think any of them are worth anything. But anyway, uh, this family member had a lot of African artifacts and passed them on to this couple. And this couple, they're in their 80s, and they thought, you know, we're getting older. We need to get rid of a bunch of stuff. So this one particular mask, they decided to take to a local antique shop and uh, see what they could get out of it. Uh, so they take it down to the local antique shop. The uh, owner, of the, and again, this is in France. The owner of the antique shop says, yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Tell you what, I will give you 150 euros. Uh, I don't know the exact equivalent, but that's probably 140 bucks or so. Uh, no, 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 it'd be more. Uh Probably 170 bucks. Anyway, 150 euros. And the couple was happy. Hey, we got 150 euros out of that ugly mask that we've been wanting to get rid of. Well, a few weeks later, the uh, antique store owner, he's called actually a second-hand store dealer, takes it to auction. The folks down at the auction take a look at it and go, whoa, you've got something really rare on your hands here. And uh, the secondhand store owner says, really? Said, uh, yeah, this is this is going to go for a lot of money at auction. Well, anyway, at auction, it went for 4.2 million euros. Okay, got the story? The elderly couple sell it to the secondhand store for 150 euros. The owner of the antique secondhand store goes to auction, and it is determined this is an extremely rare African tribal ceremonial mask, and it sells for $4.2 million. But now the old couple are ticked. Now, they were really happy at first that they got 150 euros. Well, now they're really upset. And so they go to the secondhand dealer and say, hey, uh, what did you do to us? And the guy at the store says, well, I didn't know what it was worth. And they said, oh, yeah, you did. And so they threatened to sue and so forth. And uh, the secondhand dealer says, tell you what. I'll uh, I'll give you 300,000 euro. I got 4.2 million. I'll give you 300,000. Now remember they were happy with 150 euro. So the second hand dealer says, "Okay, I'll give you 300,000 euro." The elderly couple talks to their kids and they say, "No, no, 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 no. We want the 4.2 million dollars." And so they go to court. And here is the, well, it may be the end, but the court said, no, we're not going to give you $4.2 million. You should have checked on the authenticity and the value. You should have made some attempt to find out what the value was before you sold it. In fact, the judge in the case said the claim by the old couple was, quote, inexcusable negligence and frivolity, and said the uh, auction, the antique dealer, owed them nothing. 
So they turned down 300,000 euro because they wanted the 4.2. At one time, they were happy with 150. And so now they're getting nothing. They have lost the case. The uh, judge threw it out. So you would think that that would be the end of this story, and whoever bought the mask for 4.2 million euro would just be able to uh, enjoy it in their collection. Well, not so fast. You see, this is a uh, mask from the Gabon. Gabon? Gabon? G-A-B-O-N. I should have checked to see how you pronounce it. I don't know. There is a Gabon community in southern France representing people from that portion of Africa and so forth. Well, they have come forward and said, that mask belongs in Africa. It was stolen years ago, and it belongs to the African people, and the mask should be surrendered and sent back to Africa. Well, a preliminary ruling by a judge has said, no, we're not going to send it back to Africa. But the folks uh, petitioning for it to be returned to Africa have said, and I quote, this mask has a soul. It was used to establish justice in our villages. The discussion in court has been about morality, but what about the morality of the spoilation of works of art and our dignity. Where is the morality of that? And they are saying they are going to appeal. So, (laughs) a mask that had been sitting around for years and years and years that nobody really wanted was sold happily for 150 euros, then sold for 4.2 million, continues to be the center of controversy. I'm looking at the mask. I wouldn't give you 50 cents for it. But anyway, uh, I just just find that incredibly interesting. But the old couple were happy with 150. They turned down 300,000. And now they're going to have to be happy once again with 150 because their case has been thrown out of court. Uh, (laughs) The moral of the story... Before you sell something you really hate, make sure it's not worth $4.2 million. I doubt that that's going to happen to many of us, but who knows? Anyway, that's an update on a story that I shared with you quite some time ago. All right, we're going to take the uh, first break, and then we'll return. Radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Another update uh, a group of female athletes in Connecticut uh, were bumped out of statewide competition by boys. 
biological anatomical males who identified as girls. You may remember the story. It uh, garnered quite a bit of press attention when it happened. The top female athletes in the entire state of Connecticut were knocked off of the podium because of boys who had done very poorly as boys, but then they decided, hey, I'm pretty. I think I'm going to go and compete with the girls. Well, these girls have said, that's not fair. We are going to court against the Connecticut inter <laughs> Yes, this is live radio. The Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, because the uh, the statewide policy is that if a guy says he's a girl, he can compete against girls. Well, anyway, they took it to court. Uh, they are being uh, represented by the folks at the ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Good for them. Uh, Selena Soul, Alana Smith, Chelsea Mitchell, and Ashley Nicoletti. A lower court threw it out. Said, nope, nope, you don't have grounds. You can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, an upper court, an appeals court has said, yes. You may proceed in the case. So this uh, trial is going to proceed, and I, I cannot imagine how these girls would not prevail. The uh, Second Court of Appeals, a majority of the 15 judges have determined, quote, that the case may go forward and that the athletes could qualify for monetary damages. Uh, one of the attorneys for the Alliance Defending Freedom called the development, quote, a victory not only for the women who have been deprived of medals, potential scholarships, and other athletic opportunities, but for all female athletes across the country. We welcome the opportunity to argue the issue on the merits. And, of course, the far-left ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is representing the, uh, not, not just the school district, but the entire state of Connecticut, the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference. Now, why is this an important case? Well, obviously, it's an important case for these girls. They lost out on state championships in track meets, and many scholarships are determined by how you placed in state finals and so on and so forth. So these girls uh, suffered a great deal from the unfair advantage from the uh, the guys that were competing against them. Uh, this is going to be a precedent setter. And not only do I hope these girls win, I hope they get rich. I do. I hope they get a lot of monetary consideration out of this, they deserve it. And then I hope that this will send shockwaves. And by the way, I hope the Athletic Association has to pay the bill. Why? Because if that happens and they are penalized financially, money speaks, folks, and other school districts across America who are allowing boys to compete against girls will... Well, they're going to have second thoughts. 
And then this story out of Nashville. Boy, this is sad. A uh, teenager in Nashville from a radical Muslim family turned to Christ. He gave his heart to Jesus. I don't know the details. I don't know how he heard the gospel, but he became a follower of Jesus Christ. His family found out about it. This is Nashville. This isn't Iran. This is Nashville. This is the United States of America. As a result of his conversion, his mother, father, and older brother attacked him, beat him, and his mother took a knife and slashed him. And while he was being beaten, punched, they spat in his face and demanded that he recant and say he was a Muslim. Now, does this happen every day? Yes. Uh, Here in America? No. It doesn't happen every day in America, but it happens every day in other predominant Muslim countries. This is radical Islam. Are all Muslims radicals? Of course not. No, they are not. But many are. Um, We don't know what charges the parents are going to be facing, but here is a teenager in Nashville who was brave enough to stand up for Jesus Christ in his own family and paid quite a price. Um, You and I hardly ever pay a price, and sometimes we're silent. Shame on us. Uh, We'll be back 